Welcome to Teacher Pop, a podcast where teachers discuss pop culture topics and how they can apply to teaching in the classroom. I'm your host, Jordan Billings, a seventh grade social studies teacher who loves being in the classroom and talking about all things pop culture. Let's get into today's topic. Okay, and welcome to this episode of Teacher Pop. We are here with the amazing Adam Powley, and our subject today is talking about Fortnite. So, Adam, would you like to introduce every uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Hi, I'm uh, Adam, and I'm a U.S. history teacher in South Carolina. Uh, I'm also a, a gamified teacher, so I like to incorporate a lot of game stuff into my work. I have a blog at uh, classroompowerups.com, uh, which is always a, uh, I try to post there about once a week. And um, I've been writing a lot about Fortnite recently because um, I have three sons, uh, two of which are in the prime Fortnite uh, audience, uh, 10 and seven. Nice. Uh, and since the quarantine hit, we have been using that as our main like tool to allow them to collaborate and, and have like friends and all that. Uh, Fortnite is a game, uh, I guess it's an online game. Mm -hmm. with, um, Players, uh, it's, it's a first person shooter game and players can log on to this uh, Fortnite system. Uh, they call it a battle royale where a uh, hundred people play at once and the goal is to be the last survivor. And um, it's kind of cartoony, but uh, it's, it's kind of gonna, it's really intense. Yeah. So it's kind of a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, so uh, we're, so we're talking about Fortnite. So again, this is that, so you have that battle Royale. So you have this map and you, um, you're, you're on, is it, it's the battle bus that you're yeah, you on? Start off on the battle bus, uh, you're up in the air and uh, you're kind of flying over the map. And as you get further into the Island, you can jump off and people, the players just jump off whenever they want. And you can land pretty much anywhere on the map that you'd like. Uh, once you hit the ground, you got to hit the ground running you can, um, open chests, you can open ammo boxes, you're looking for weapons, uh, the kids call it looting up. And uh, as you're running around, you got to make sure that nobody's uh, keeping their eyes on you. Uh, the other interesting mechanic in Fortnite is as you destroy uh, trees and buildings and all that, you actually gather uh, materials that you can build your own little like forts with. So you can throw up, you can throw up, uh, you know, floors and ceilings and uh, players get really good at um, building those those walls we call them bob builders uh because, oh, that's awesome yeah yeah so as you guys are so that kind of adds that different element to the first person shooter so a lot of the other ones are just kind of like okay you know i have my weapon i'm going in to shoot my goal is to be the last person standing but then this one adds that different mechanic element that like now you can focus on doing two things you can focus on doing these cool builds and then you can do that while you're looting up to to eliminate um, these other players. So um, one of the things that, uh, um, as we kind of talked about this, I loved in the beginning where we're kind of saying that, again, there's this whole map and whatever, but every time where you jump in, you as the player get the choice of where you would like to kind of start and, and whatnot. And I think that kind of speaks to things like student choice and, and voice in the classroom. Oh, there's a ton of, of choice stuff in there. Uh, um, not only is it that when you hit the map, you can hit anywhere on the map, you can also, um, if you do like me when I play, I'm usually one of the first out, uh, you can just immediately think about how you want to try better the next time and jump right back into it. So uh, that's one of the things that I think is really engaging about Fortnite is that um, 
you know, you do have that choice. You can play them however you want. You can hit the map and then uh, as soon as you're uh, eliminated, you can just jump right back in and try again. You know, I love that too. And I think I'd kind of written that down, which is this consistent redo that, um, and that's where like, you wonder why. And I think that some teachers that maybe haven't necessarily played Fortnite wonder why exactly these kids are so focused on it. And to say like, man, they can do this kind of like for hours and hours, but like most of the time, how long does each round last? Maybe 30 minutes? If you're good, it'll last 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, sometimes it's only a couple of minutes. It depends on like if you land where all the other players are. I've, I've been eliminated as soon as I touched the ground before. Um, yes, the idea of choice though, I think that the, the secret about Fortnite that I didn't realize because we had kind of hemmed and hawed about whether to let the boys play is it's not one game. It's actually games within games. And that's the thing that I really like. Like you have this, this big map and ostensibly your, your idea is that you want to be the last one standing uh, in Battle Royale, but there's so many other like little mini games that go on within it. Uh, the, my favorite part of Fortnite is they give weekly challenges and then season long challenges. So they break Fortnite up into, uh, usually it's about two to three months seasons, and they have like an overarching theme as you go through the season. Um, like this, uh, this season it's uh, Marvel characters. So as you go along and level up, you're, you're leveling up and you're earning new, uh, they call them skins, right? The way that you look is mm. uh, you earn new wraps for your guns and all this other stuff. Um, but in order to earn XP, you have to complete challenges. So they have big challenges. Like uh, you have to eliminate, uh, this year you had to uh, eliminate Wolverine. Uh, he's mm. walking the map and he's like super hard to kill because he uh, regenerates. He regenerates, yeah. Super fast, he's got claws. Um, and it took me forever to try to defeat him. Uh, but you that, did. I did. Hey. Uh, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> My heart was pumping. Um, but that's like a season-long challenge. And then they have these weekly challenges that, that are not worth quite as much, but they're worth about half. And um, by the end of the week, you know, it's a, you might have to search five chests in a certain location, or you might need to uh, eliminate a certain style of non-playable character in another area. And, but then they also have daily challenges. So uh, like my wife and I like to play with our kids and it's usually not to win the game because we very rarely win the game. Although I will say I do have two victory Royales under my belt. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I got lucky. Um, but we usually play to try to complete those challenges. Um, just introduced cars this year. So we had to take a car from location A to B. Um, so we might not be able to win all the time, but we can at least get the car from point A to point B, and then we feel successful, and then we can move on to something else. I, I love what you're talking about there and thinking about that even in our classroom. So I know that like both you and I run gamified classrooms. So of course, I'm now thinking about this um, Fortnite Marvel thing being a Marvel themed classroom myself. Um, but but this, uh, this idea that um, it's very it's very deceivingly simple where you're like Fortnite, you are ju you, you jump into the map and you have to be the last one standing. But knowing that that is a challenge to work up to, that there are other challenges that you can do in the middle. So you're not necessarily thinking like, oh, that round was a waste. You can go, no, I actually like, I completed a quest that round and that's gonna help me in kind of like my overall progress. And I, I feel like there is a message in there for, for us as, as teachers, as we're thinking about, you know, we, we have long range plans, 
you know, for, for our students, you know, so for example, I'm teaching world geography and I know I've got to get the kids through the totality of the world, which is a tough thing to do. Um, but, you know, each unit is like its own specialized mission. And then sometimes it's very, you know, very hard to focus on, on that, that big overall thing. But sometimes you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, today I'm doing this quest. I'm doing this mission. That's my focus. And then realizing that then you can make them look back and say, gosh, this week, look how much you did. Oh, exactly. Um, I'm a big advocate for the National History Day Project mm. is a, you know, it's a huge semester long project. And when I introduce to the students, you can kind of see their face go white where they're just like blanching at all the work that I'm going to ask them to do. <laughs> so I took this idea of weekly challenges and week one, um, I asked them find three sources from the Library of Congress. Week two, um, give me the citations from three sources in the DPLA. You know, so it kind of breaks up the work, lets them see that they are incrementally improving as they go along. So, and then that's again, that's that cool thing that then they get to look back because then that becomes that teaching moment right there too to say, when I started this and I gave you, you know, those instructions, you were like, this is a mountain, this is impossible for me to get to. And then yeah. it's like, hey, guess what? Look down. You're on the top of the mountain. You did it. And then I think that that is very helpful for students as they look at, you know, other projects and other things they're going to do, not only in classes, but I mean, real world examples for sure. Mm -hmm. I, uh, the other thing that I was thinking about with it is that um, the, the game designers in Fortnite, they're always adding something new. And I think that's another thing that, that is an element to this. Uh, they're never complacent. It's never, it's never like the joke about history teachers is, you know, we just come in and we lecture for 60 minutes and history doesn't change. So we don't need, oh yeah, his, history doesn't change. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I teach us history, you teach world geography. So we probably hear the same jokes, um, oh, yeah. but kind of like with Fortnite, it's never static. Uh, every week there's something new every week they have an update and it might be a small tweak on the map. Um, this uh, this season again being Marvel, um, they added um, a gigantic Black Panther statue. Uh, apparently in the works, but it was like the week after Chadwick Bosman. Uh, Bowman, what's his name? Chadwick. I think it's uh, I think it's Bosworth. Boswick. Yeah. As soon as he died, uh, it was like the the day after that map was updated and the Black Panther statue was there, and it just was coincidental. But uh, just an example of how it's always changing, always updating, always keeping current. And uh, I, I think that that was something that I really think of a lot when I teach in the classroom is I don't want to be the teacher that's teaching the same lesson, you know, 25 years in a row. Um, always be creating, always be changing, always try to think of a new way to get into it and always stay current. That's a, a lesson that I've taken from this. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I would always, um, you know, we, I would hear uh, like professors in college and, and things like that, that would have lesson plans, you know, that would even be written out. And they're like, well, I'm going to laminate that lesson plan because I'm, I'm going to do it. And, and I would say, I don't think in my entire teaching career that there is a lesson that I would laminate. And that would mean that like, not that I have completely changed everything all of the time, but I'm always looking at, you know, like, like this thing and, and to, engage in that student feedback component 
um, and, and to let, you know, students kind of drive some of that too. And I think you're kind of hitting on that when you're also talking about how Fortnite, they don't change and whatever, and they have a feedback component. I think that you can like type in feedback and, and you can send it to the company and that company mm -hmm. wanting to make sure that you keep playing, they're interested in like changing with you. And I think that that's an important thing to think about too, that like taking student feedback for things can be a powerful tool for us as teachers. That is a scary thing as a teacher, right? Yes. It, oh, yes, it is. Perception of what things, how something's happening in the class. But that's one of the powers of uh, being gamified is that um, you can kind of quickly tell if the students are into it or not. And then you have to kind of adjust on the fly. You know, and I'll tell you, like, I even have one from uh, last week where um, I, I've been kind of doing a little bit more with um, boss battles this year um, in terms of, for, uh, for us that are recording now, we are in the midst of the 2020 pandemic. And so we all have had kind of different teaching challenges. So currently I'm in a hybrid situation. So I have got full remote classes and then I have hybrid classes where they're here on one day and they're at home and then those days flip. Um, and so I've been trying to do a lot more with like many assessments and doing like boss battles. And a lot of those early ideas came from um, your dread sheets designs. So an amazing shout out to you for, for that. I, I think if you would look through a lot of my stuff, I think there, there'd be a lot of Adam Pally and, and a lot of what I do. Um, but like I had a, a, a student that was saying, you know, like these boss battles are really cool. And you know, they kind of looked at my list of Marvel villains that we'll face. And of course, Marvel is a humongous universe. I mean, if I, if I gave a boss battle every day, I think I would still have villains that I would leave out. And so I had a student that was like, well, can you do like an, like a, like an extra boss, like something that we could just sort of like do on our own time? And that's an amazing thing to think about because that's a kid asking me um, to basically give them an extra test. Right, and it kind of flips the idea of extra credit on its head where it's not about the grade. They want to do more work to prove that they are able to do it. So yes. it's, it takes something that's external and turns it into an internal motivator. And, and I, I love that, yeah. And it's amazing that, that again, that's where that student feedback came in that like, that was not something that when I was doing boss battles, I'd thought of at all. And then I have a student that's giving that idea. And that's where I'm like, ooh, that's genius. I'm writing that down. Like, you know, in my idea journal, like that's, that's totally going in there. I love the idea of an idea journal. I need to get one of those. <laughs> so um, one of the other things that you'd kind of talked about also as you're doing Fortnite, um, one of the things is the, um, the cosmetic changes that, that you have, that um, you can buy all of these different skins and things like that. But they don't actually really have any bearing on your gameplay. So it's not like how you would think about, um, I'm thinking like World of Warcraft, where, okay, you know, I go through this dungeon and I get this helm that gives me extra power and I have this more powerful sword and things like that. So it's all kind of looks, but really when everybody's jumping into this 100, like everybody's pretty even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, I really find that interesting. Fortnite is a quote unquote free download and it's a what, billion dollar empire at this point. Oh, yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. It's gotta make oodles of money. Uh, and it's all comes from people buying things with V-Bucks and the costumes that you can buy, the skins, the wraps, the, they have these things called emotes. 
So during the match, you can just like all of a sudden dance. Um, <laughs> and, and I, would, I never understood what that was all about. Um, but people will shell out, I think it's like $8 for a thousand V-Bucks um, in order to purchase like these skins and, and act, pickaxes and all this sort of stuff. It's all about customization. It's all about allowing the player to have project the image that they want to project. And I've got a, a few ideas on this. I Part of it, I think, is because of the collaborative element, because you can form parties within um, the, the Fortnite um, servers where you can have four of your friends get together and you get to show off the skin that you have, right? Uh, you get to show off your cool new emote that, that you have. I think the other part that I find interesting is um, the representation. Uh, Fortnite is really good about having a diverse set of characters to pick from. Um, male, female, you know, black, white, robots, all, you know, there's, there's such a diverse element to it. And for what I'm seeing with the, the, the boys that my, my sons play with is they don't favor one over the other which I think is really interesting. I think that's a lesson for our classroom as well. Oh, yeah. um, the representation matters and um, having a diverse uh, perspective on, on history, at least I teach history, I think that's important to get out there. Uh, so I think that's interesting about the, the V-Bucks and uh, the, the customization element of it. Uh, my favorite skin is uh, the jelly skin, which if you've ever seen one of those uh, inflatables outside of like a used car shop, the- yes. Kind oh, of, the, do they it's call it the waving inflatable arm flailing tube man? Is that what they call the, the them? Tube man, yeah, that's yeah, what the it tube is. man. Okay, yeah. it's a it's this bright purple and like blue tube man guy, um, but he's just so cartoony uh, that I, I love it. it's so fun. Um, I think the uh, another interesting part of that is that uh, through all the skins and through all the uh, emotes, there's this whole online community that's developed. Um, on YouTube, where they they basically do fan fiction, where they use all the skins and the emotes and stuff to tell like stories. Um, last season, there was a cat character called Meowsels, where it was this muscle bound cat that walked on two legs, and it was always like doing the the Hulk Hogan flexing. Nice, so funny. And then um, in the in these Fortnite communities. Uh, there's all these YouTube videos about, you know, the cat in a previous character from a previous season had a child and, you know, they're living on the edge of the island. It was just oh wow interesting to, to watch the fan fiction develop. As you're talking about, you mentioned a muscular cat that had a Hulk Hogan thing. And like, it, uh -huh. just, just to be the me person, you, you made an 80s reference with a muscular cat. So I immediately went to um, Battle Cat from he-man which was one of my oh i remember all, battle cat all-time favorite shows as a as a kid well uh, my first time being adam i got a lot of he-man references as i was growing up <laughs> Ooh, that maybe sounds like a uh, another teacher pop that may need to maybe happen. i'm a little rusty on my uh he -Man. <laughs> so um so i love it you also kind of said something to um talking about um like the the gameplay you can actually play it by yourself so you can be, so those hundred people are all a hundred random people and it is every man or woman for themselves. And then you right. have duos, which are partners. So you have one person watching your back. So then it's kind of like you against like 50 and then there's squads, which is four people. And that's you against kind of like 20. Uh, so then that's 25 teams of four. 
I'm making sure none of us are math teachers. I'm kind of counting on my fingers just to make sure. Yeah, that's um, why I'm <laughs> right. So, um, so which one do you like to play and why? Um, I like solos on my own because I can, I'm the one in charge and I can go where I want to go and try to complete those challenges on my own. Um, when I play with my boys, uh, I prefer either the doers or squads because then I let them kind of be in charge. They can lead the way they can, you know, out, strategize. Um, when the, when my son plays with his friends, he actually calls them the boys, like they FaceTime and they can talk to each other on FaceTime. It's like, dad, the boys are calling. I got to go play. I'm like, all right, go play. Um, and they do squads. Now there's actually more modes than that. Uh, okay. Always be creating moments. Um, they do something called a party Royale where they your squad can be, you know, 15 or 20 people. I forget exactly the size, wow. but there's that, there is no rules. Um, you, you don't kill anybody. You just go there and you kind of, you get paintball guns and you can like paintball each other. Oftentimes they'll do these live events in the party Royale where they have concerts. So, uh, Marshmallow, the DJ actually oh, yeah. is part of Fortnite in Canon, uh, because you can get his skin and he had a, he did a concert. Um, Travis Scott, who's a rapper went on and they did that. So, uh, again, that's that communal aspect of it. They are always introducing new uh, limited time events. Uh, right now, there's a sniper event where you can only get scoped weapons. Um, last week, they had um, something where you got the the best we only the best weapons, like these mythical weapons they call them. Uh, before that, they were doing the because it's Marvel. They had one. Everybody is given a preset number of superhero powers. Like you might have Wolverine's claws and Storm's uh, surge, right? Her her wind surge. Now, yeah. Might have Iron Man's repulsors. So it's like these limited little events. So there's always something new there that they're uh, adding uh, the modes. I love that. And you know, I, and I I know that like a lot of times now uh, we're really looking at things like cooperative things in the classroom and things like that. And you can imagine that like some of these folks, um, it, like you, you wish that you could harness some of the cooperative energy from that because I mean, it's pretty much, this is a time thing. Um, we also have a bit mentioned that as, as these people are in this map, there's this thing called the storm. Oh yeah. Storm shrinks the map as you go so that, you know, it would be impossible. You could imagine if it's just you and one other person going all over the map, that would take you forever to find that this storm kind of shrinks in based on how many players have been defeated. And then it like makes it so that then the map is, um, you know, more, more manageable. Um, and so and the, the center of the storm is never in the same location. So, the battle bus will fly in different parts of the map. The storm always like changes where it ends up. So there's, you can't have one set style of play. You might want to drop in at one location, but you probably have to move pretty quickly to get to that center of the storm as time goes on. And then that's imagine, I mean, then you have a cooperative element where you have, you know, if it's, you know, we'll say duo. So you've got two people that are trying to coordinate all their actions. They are trying to loot up trying to get building materials while at the time that this stuff is shrinking in order to that. And then they, those are just kind of the game elements. And this, this doesn't say anything about, again, the other, you know, 98 players that are, um, you know, literally gunning for you. 
And so, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, I, I love talking to, you know, Fortnite players and, and players that, that do all of these, you know, kind of games because you talk to them about collaboration and, you know, you, you talk to them about how important it is for every squad member to pull their weight and how important it is for everybody to, you know, hey, we're bringing our A game. Right. And we haven't even mentioned uh, cooperative, I'm sorry, we haven't even mentioned creative mode. So we have not. In addition to the, the party, the, the battle royale, mm. uh, which is the, you know, 100 player battle royale, there's a creative mode where uh, players can um, have their own private island where they can actually create their own unique games. Um, they can set their own rules. They can put their own weapons. It doesn't have to look like the actual battle royale map. Uh, this is my younger son's favorite is to play creative. Um, he likes to, to, to build things. He's made his own islands. We jump into games that don't have the same rules and it's, he, he likes that automatic replayability. So uh, mm -hmm. mode is, is definitely something that allows for players that don't want to fit into that one little box of first person shooter to, to try out new things. And, you know, I love that in thinking about, you know, the, the things that we, we do in the classroom, you know, as, as we're planning our, our lesson plans and units and whatever, we're the standard map, you know, we're, we're the ones that have all that kind of stuff set up. But of course, you know, you, again, being a history teacher, I know that there are many things that as you are going through lessons, you probably, you know, try to sprinkle in your kind of, you know, the, the cool history stories and things like that. But then you also know that for every one you sprinkle in, I mean, we'll say on the lower end, there are 10 other things that you were like, there's so many other amazing stories about the American Revolution period, about the Civil War, whatever, that we could totally go into. And again, thinking about the kind of gamified classroom that both you and I run, that allows for some things to do things like side missions and side quests where kids can get into that creative mode and they can build their own history experience in the classroom. Oh, absolutely. And then they can show it off to their friends. I think that's the other important part as well is it, you know, you're building it for yourself, but then you also get a chance to allow other people into it. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons I've talked about history day in the past, but um, that's why I like project-based learning is that when the students are able to create something, I don't want them to just give it to me because then it's only one person seeing it. But if we can share that out with their friends, with the community, if we can get it online somewhere, um, I think that's when those projects are the most effective. I think you're right. And, you know, that's another, because you talked about the emoting, which is the, mm -hmm. the you know, dance, or I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, dance contest, dance party. Um, oh, but, you know, you'd imagine if you're like the top person out of 100, that would be a time in your life that you would want to get up and dance and, and to be able to show that off and whatever. And I think that that's an important component too, is that, you know, students can sometimes, they'll work at a level when they know that that's, it's just us. Like I know that, that the person that's going to see this assignment is me, myself and I, and then Mr. Powley, and then we, and then we get it back. It's, it's, it's us. And then that gets to that level where you're like, I'm going to make sure that I do the assignment materials and everything like that. But then it's like, no, you're actually going to be presenting this to the entire school as you guys are doing stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, okay. Right. So that's, now that's I really have an audience mm. and I'd better pick it up and I'd better make sure that this is, you know, top level, again, a game level stuff. Yes. Uh, uh, that, that, um, relatedness that collaboration the uh, the knowing that you're showing off 
your mastery to somebody else is such a powerful tool uh, and is one of the central points of gamified classrooms. I agree. Um, so there's a lot of modes that we've talked about, but um, playground mode is another thing that Fortnite does, correct? Playground mode. I'm not sure about playground mode. I'd heard about, and I, I wonder if they're adding this. And I will say that like originally when I first started kind of getting into um, Fortnite, you know, a lot of times that when you look at, at game designs and stuff like that, you even think about classic like Super Mario Brothers, you know, the very first level is, you know, you really just kind of learning how to run and jump, mm -hmm. you know, they're, that like, that's it. And then like the next thing they introduce the mechanic of like the pit. So then now you're jumping, but you have to jump over the pit and like, and how those game elements kind of scale so that you can get used to it. And like, so like first level, I try it, then this one, I use it. So from mm -hmm. what my understanding is the playground is kind of that um, sort of freer area that kind of like for novice players to get used to. And I know that when I had first kind of started Fortnite, I had a lot of the, when you were saying like, um, I jumped in and like instantly, um, Just, I was no more. Um, I had several of those and, um, and it took me a while to, to get over that. So you have that balance of that, like there's high expectations that we have for our students and things like that. So high expectations you have as a player, but then also it's kind of like, well, if I don't know how to walk in the game, like I really don't really stand much of a chance. Yeah. I think, uh, you're talking, I, they might've started calling it playground. I think they call it battle lab now. Ooh. Okay. So it's Battle Lab. That sounds like what you're talking about. And yeah, so um, my kids have used Battle Lab like when they have that Wolverine come out or you had to beat Iron Man, they'd go in and they'd test it in Battle Lab because how to beat that character because that's a bot, you know, AI. So it's in the Battle Lab, but there aren't those other 98 players running around trying to, to kill you. So they can strategize and figure out the best way to do it. Yeah. And so like, and sometimes thinking about stuff like that, you know, as, as teachers to be able to, you know, kind of think about, you know, giving folks um, the, you know, the, the battle lab experience, the, the ability to kind of try out some of those skills, maybe, you know, again, before uh, a boss battle or before, you know, something where you're really kind of assessing them and things like that. So if this is a skill you really want, you know, let them kind of play around with it before we, you know, before we hammer them and then it's like, oh, you were number, you know, 99 out of a hundred and you're like, oh. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of the, uh, I, I've argued with teachers that we probably shouldn't talk about the freedom to fail because we don't want people to fail. Um, yeah. We want is then, uh, the term I've heard is iterate, right? Yes. Uh, you, you keep trying until you're successful. It doesn't mean you failed, you don't fail until you stop. So the battle lab gives you that opportunity to do that and just like, um, yeah, that's how I would do that in class as well. Yeah. I love that. So, um, if you had any kind of, and we've talked a ton in, in this podcast about some really kind of like, you know, try this in your classroom tips or anything like that. But is there, is there one that we haven't really talked about that you're like, I want to make sure that everybody knows this is something that you can kind of take and use in your classroom. Uh, right now, my biggest suggestion is, well, the, we haven't talked about is, uh, the idea of player types. Uh, we, not. we didn't talk about player types, but uh, I think that is one of those genius level things about Fortnite is that there is something for every different type of player in the video game. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Markuski's uh, player type Hexad, mm -hmm. where he has six different types. There's 
uh, the disruptors, the free spirits, the achievers, the players, socializers, and philanthropists. So there's something there for everybody. If you want to just go and play on the map and explore and, and try things out, you can do that. If you want to go and try to dominate other players, uh, you can do that. If you want to just level up and, and collect all the cool skins, you can do that. And I think it's important for teachers to remember that there isn't a person is not a single type of player every time. Um, when we come into the classroom, some days we might just want to sit down and get our work done. Uh, when we come in, some days we want to just we, we want to play and read. Um, so students are going to be different every day. And I think if we can design our lessons to hit each one of those um, player types, I think that's going to be helpful uh, so that there's always something engaging for the kids to jump into. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I love that, that, you know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, the, the term of the differentiating instruction. I know that that's one of the things that can kind of get thrown out there with something like this is to know that, yeah, you may, you're going to have your class of, you know, I'll, I'll say 20 to kind of hit the, I know some people are in the 15 and, uh, you know, ever raising classroom sizes. So we'll, we'll just say 20. Um, but it, all of those students have all got different things that are going on. And you've got some folks that are, you know, maybe they're deep divers into history um, and they want to they want to really take a look at like this one event because that's fascinating to them. Or to maybe say, you know, no, I can't. Maybe I want to do the whole thing. Maybe you've got some folks that are really good writers. Uh, maybe you've got some artists that are going to be better at doing like sketch notes in your classroom. Maybe you've got um Bob the Builders that um, may, uh, like, I don't necessarily think I could write out like a vocabulary explanation or something like that. But if you gave me some Legos and you gave me a word, I could build something and I could actually show you how this represents that. And you start looking at some of those and even opening it up to those different types of students. I feel like you get infinitely better products that, that instead of just the, here's the vocab, here you go we give those students a little bit more of an opportunity to be themselves. Which ties back into what we started with, which is the idea of choice and the weekly challenges. Like giving people the opportunity to demonstrate their knowledge in, in a way that suits them best is incredibly effective. Yeah. I agree. Well, um, Adam, this has been an amazing podcast and I'm definitely sure we're going to have to have you back on to talk either more about Fortnite or any of the other game stuff. Um, again, uh, Classroom Power Ups is your website and uh, to all the listeners out there as you're going in, all I'll say is you're welcome because that is, it's an amazing resource and I know it's one that you can do a deep dive into. You may want to prepare yourselves because there's so many good things in there. And thank you for like, for being able to share that and let other educators kind of journey with you. And I know that it's improved me as an educator and in my classroom. So thank you. Well, thank you for saying that. It's a collaborative process. I, I take a lot and tweak it from what I've seen other people do. So, and sometimes I'm sharing what other people have, have done as well. So I, um, I appreciate the help, the, uh, recommendation and I'm a little embarrassed now but thank you. <laughs> uh, well everybody thank you so much for uh, tuning into this episode of teacher pop um, we'll have other ones coming and uh, until then we'll see you guys next time <laughs>